to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 112. And I have no fucking clue what this is about, because... It's not it's your midweek, isn't it? Your oh, it's spin-off. your midweek. No, I'm joking. You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. face was just a picture there, I'm like, out. I fell for that. I, yeah, exactly. I fell up for that, that was good. Yeah, my, uh, my <laughs> spin-off this week. <laughs> Kettle boiled. <laughs> Coffee and just like cheers yourself and then have a sip. One there already. <coughs> <coughs> uh, yeah, my spin off. Uh, oh, look this at the week. fucking <laughs> Sorry. I um, struggled. I was really lacking for ideas, so I copied one of yours. Are you twat. What is it? Wait, wait, right. Oh, I was going <laughs> to. Is it agreed to disagree? It's. Is it agreed to disagree or is it unpopular opinions? Well, that it, one was agreed to disagree. Where you have to pick it up and no matter what it says, you've got to argue that point. Yeah, even agreed if, to Yeah, disagree. agreed to disagree then, yeah. I thought it was unpopular opinions. No, unpopular opinions. So some of these I've it. come up with. Right. Some of them, even though I've come up with them, doesn't mean it's my opinion. Yeah. I've just thought controversial. Um, so some of them I come up with, some of them are off the internet and I don't think that we have any the same as last time. Uh, so we'll take it in turns, one apiece, picking it up, reading out what it... So there's... Several bits of paper here, all with... This is the most prepared I've ever seen you, actually. Controversial <laughs> I'm very opinions. very proud of you. And yeah, we've got to try and argue the point, whether you believe it or, or whether you stand for it or not. So okay. would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Go on, then. There are some really one, like ones in there that you won't be happy if you pick up. Oh, shit. Right, agree to disagree. Right, right, right. So I've got to agree for this point, Yeah, you've I? got to argue this point. Possession movies are way overdone and are losing their fear factor. Completely agree. I think I agree with it in general anyway. Do you? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad when you're having to remake The Exorcist to boot up a possession film franchise again. See, I still stand by that possession... When was... Question. When was the last time a possession movie truly shat the life out of you? (sighs) Um... Because you're going to say Insidious. No, in, Insidious, ugh. the thing is, nothing shits a life out of me anymore because I'm so numb to horrors now. Yeah, but like, something's got to scare but you. I think, I think the nun's scary, I think Insidious is scary. <laughs> For example. Um, what was uh, what was Hell's House? That's, that's not possession, is it really? Uh, or, or can you class... I suppose that, you could. I think Hell's House was fucking terrifying. Yeah, I think, House, I think, LLC. Yeah, I think that was a, a really scary film. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. I do... I do think, oh, then again, how can you say it's overdone? Because what what else are the? I know there's obviously like slashes, blah blah blah. But ultimately, what what else is that? I think I think a well a well written, well shot demonic possession movie is is up there with one of the scariest types of horrors that you can put out there. Do you think we're in the age of it though? Because like you you've got nineties, which was like your slashers, and then now it's all about demons. Like, where do you go from here? Yeah, this is a thing. that Maybe this is potentially why they're bringing out remakes and reboots, because they're lacking for ideas, but I don't know. We're not creative. Well, I'm not a creative writer, so I can't I can't speak, but what else is there really to go into? I don't know. I my, think... my problem with them types of movies, I think I think the reason why they're overdone 
is because they're all using the same formula. Like it's yeah, it's this struggling family that are vulnerable because demons go for vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. Um, or a struggling couple, or they've just moved into a new house. That that the classic. Um, it's a trope, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they now? either find like a, a spiritual box, a Ouija board, something to speak to these otherworldly or spirits. Or link them to the other world. Yeah, right? and then the yeah. scares are all similar. So it's there's a little kid running around, hide and seek clapping. Like it's all, it's all the same type of stuff. However, I think if it's done well, it is still scary. Yeah, I just I don't think because there's a lot of them that it means they're not scary anymore. I just feel like the need to try and... I don't know, there needs to be something new in there. There needs to be something that we've not seen before. Because I feel like most mm. demonic or possession movies, you, you, you can tell what's coming up next quite easily if you've watched a few of them. Anyone who's watched The Conjuring's Insidious's, you, you can kind of tell what's coming up next. Yeah. Do you think it's because we've got a certain select few of directors who just... Con- like James Wan. Like, he's good at what he does. Yeah. So that's what he does. And he's fantastic at it. But when you've seen the whole plot of a film regurgitated over and over yeah, again, yeah, I do, I do agree with you. Yeah, like like the nun two, I'm buzzing for. Yeah, but I'm gonna good. be watching. It's the sheer, isn't it? it comes yeah, out. yeah. But I'm gonna be watching it, and I'm gonna you're gonna get the vibe of what happens next. Like, there's like a set beginning, middle, and end to yeah. all these films, uh, and it's it's predictable. But the, it doesn't. I don't think it means they're not scary. Yeah, they can still definitely be scary. I did watch a good horror. At the weekend, actually. What it was, you watch? Um, I've seen it before, but I watched it on a site that w- the quality wasn't very good and I, I just couldn't. Oh, the yeah, cats we go are going again. again. It is, they, they pick the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of it because it was really bad quality, but then it's come out on Amazon Prime, so I watched it then. It's called When the Lights Go Out. It's not. It's not terrifying, but it's a good scary film, and it's set in Yorkshire, which is oh, nice. which is pretty good. It was it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. So yeah, but right. I do think I think they're overrated. No, not well. Yeah, actually, overdone, over, yeah. oversaturated. And they are a bit yeah because they've been overdone. Now they're a bit overrated. I think that they are so popular because to the to the casual horror fan who just oh there's a new really scary horror out in the cinema. Shall we go watch it? But they don't spend Monday to Friday. Like if they're gonna pick a film to watch it's not typically going to be a horror yeah it will be absolutely terrifying to them types of viewers which is fine but when when horror is the, yeah, like when horror's <laughs> a genre of choice and you're watching them regularly it, it does kind of feel a bit repetitive now but i don't think it takes away from the scariness of a well-done film yeah i mean just give me a bit of something that's different every so often yeah. nowadays like a home invasion mm. a, a home invasion film done well is amazing i think that's going to be my next film choice is when a stranger calls I'm surprised you haven't done the... Have we done the strange? Oh, we did do the strangers, didn't we? We've done the strangers. Did we? Yeah. That is terrifying, that That is a good film. Right, I'll go with my first one, then. Go for it. Bit of a (laughs) mix-up. In case I've moved them in the past ten minutes. Oh, you are fucking kidding me. Hit me with it. Halloween Ends is the best instalment in the franchise since Halloween 2. That is... Not the right time to take a drink. (laughs) So... (laughs) Right, hit me with it all. So... Halloween 1, amazing, obviously one of my favourite, if not my favourite horrors. Halloween 2, you could, I well, I'd say is a very strong sequel. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe one of the first of its kind where it went from Halloween, like, it, it, straight it, over yeah, next, it was straight, straight it, through, you could yeah. watch them back to back and it would just feel like one really long yeah. film. Um, and it was, a, it was a strong sequel. I didn't really like how much time I spent in a hospital, however, it was a really strong sequel. Yeah. So, I'm, they're my points for... 
those two being the, the best two instalments of the franchises up to Halloween Ends. Yeah, because that was amazing. So, Halloween Ends, for for years now, the whole trope of Halloween is the reason why super fans aren't as attached or into it is because they're sick of seeing Michael Myers die and come back, kill people, die and come back, kill people, even though that's what I like about the, the Halloween so, films. So, I can see your eyes getting a little bit misty. Yeah, however, oh. Halloween Ends, it's the first film where they've, they've thrown a curveball, which... Mm-hmm. Which, for better or for worse, you've got to tip your hat to because it takes balls. Do I think it should have been... <laughs> takes balls. Do I think it should have been at the end of an already, in my opinion, good two films of a trilogy? No. However, um, it had a different storyline. There, there was actual... But t- typically, Halloweens are just characters introduced at the start and they are there to get killed. That's it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time, you had relationships involved. You had Laurie and a granddaughter... Um, I can't even remember the killer's name. That's how much I've Corey. Corey. You've got That's Corey. And what's her granddaughter? Alison. Alison. Corey and Alison. How the fuck? I've watched it once. How do I know it? Because I've avoided. I've never watched that film again since I watched it in cinema. You've got Corey and Alison's. Because Michael Myers, you kind of just introduced him in the first film as evil. Like that's what he is. That, yeah. Like you obviously get the little introduction of murdering his six sister. However, Corey, you, you see him deteriorate through through the tragedy that he's been through, and it. it it can it, it has a lot more meaning to it this film it's not just people getting killed for the sake of being killed which is mm. why i think it's up there with halloween <laughs> 1 and halloween you really, 2 you really held that in if it had been a sequel and not the final chapter would you have enjoyed it more um i would have enjoyed it more if if they finished the trilogy with Laurie and michael made it another one of these cheesy battles between Laurie and Michael, because that's what I wanted to see. That's mm-hmm. what the trailers advertised it to be. Yeah, they did. Um, and then, the ne- Halloween Halloween Revived is the next film, and then it's this one with no Laurie. Maybe Alison in it, just just not Laurie. Even if Alison and Michael died at the end of that trilogy, or even mm-hmm. Michael finally killed Laurie, yeah. it would have been a satisfying ending for me personally, even though I love Laurie, but... And then the Halloween revived or whatever you want to call it is Michael transferring that evil over to someone else. And then you've got a fresh new Halloween franchise um, that's not got Michael Myers in it. It's not got Laurie in it. And then the, the franchise can progress. I just don't think it had a place being at the end of that trilogy. It, it Even though it, it is up. Yeah, just one more time. What is it's it? the best installment since Halloween 2. <laughs> That's what you get for being a twat. If you've not seen, the... if you've not seen three, four, five, six, the seven, entire franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's. So you've got to argue to me why it isn't. So it won't take much. It's just a bit shit. I think you've got right, a point. I've, I've got another question. Sorry, before I argue my case. Actually, to be fair, my case was it, it was shit. But I've got another question. If it had have been uh, revived, and at the end of the film, you'd seen. You'd seen Corey, you knew who Corey was, you knew this tragedy, and Michael had transferred the mask over to him, and he became Michael Myers, not in the Corey way, but in the Michael Myers way. Would it have still taken something away from you because you knew what was beneath yeah, the yeah, mask? Yes, 100%. My, my, Michael Myers isn't a ghost face. Ghost face is a costume, Michael Myers is a person, is a, is a character. You can't be Michael Myers. Um, you, like, that's why... Like, the... the Credit to Halloween Ends, that scene where the... I can't remember what she was, or but where the Michael and Corey work together, I think it's for the first time in that house. It's the doctor's, the doc, the doctor's girlfriend, house. isn't yeah. it? And he's laid there on like by the pool with his head in a bag and stabbing him with a corkscrew in that clown mask. That was fucking scary. Like, 
let Corey be his own. If that's the route they want to go down, let Corey be his own character. You have to. If Michael Myers is not Michael Myers, the kid from um, Haddonfield, yeah, it shouldn't be Michael Myers. It, okay. And if they're going with this transferable evil thing, it doesn't have to be Michael Myers. Evil is just evil. Okay. Michael Myers was just that version of it. Fair play. Right, go on then. Let's get your next one. I cannot believe I got that one. That is bullshit. Jump scares are what makes horrors scary. There's a really badly placed apostrophe in that. I knew you were going to start criticising my foot. <laughs> no, look, it, horrors don't own anything. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking I, I at it this, like... I did this at like 3.30am this no, morning. No, you were very work. prepared for it. And I wasn't prepared done at this. all. I was panicking. I'm, I'm no, I'm honoured that you've you've made the effort to go to writing it. Right, okay, so... I agree, yes. And I think, even though you're disagreeing, in a certain way, nowadays, for people who are veterans of horror and who have watched all the horrors and are desensitised to it, the only way that I have been truly scared by a film in a really long time is if there's a jump scare. And I think it does make horrors scary. Even I'm not saying that other things don't. I think things can be suspenseful. For instance, Scream, we've just been to see. Spoiler alert if you still haven't been to see it, but Gail's chasing, like, I was scared. Like, I was, I wasn't, but it was more of a suspenseful, it was more tense than yeah. it was scary. But a jump scare... It, it depends, right, so what what is the definition of being scared? Because if, cause if I, if you was to leave the front door and go to work and there was a person that stood outside and you didn't know and you opened the door and you go, oh, you're not scared, you've just been shocked, you wasn't expecting it. Is that yeah. being scared or is being scared when you're laid in bed and you're like, you turn a lamp on because you're scared of a killer coming upstairs? And, like, what I've is being I've, scared? I've, I mean, I can't personally remember a time since maybe watching the first Conjuring, actually. probably Yeah, it was Bathsheba on the wardrobe because I made you come and stay at Dad's when I was house-sitting mm -hmm. because the, they had the similar wardrobe to the one that Bathsheba had. See, that's, um, that, that to me is being that scared. That was scary. But jump scaring is just, like, it, when you watch a jump scare... But it scare, was only that scene that scared yeah, me. Yeah, when you watch a jump scare and it gets you, you go, right, and then you're straight back watching the film, aren't you? You're not, you're not like, I can't watch, I can't watch, like, what is being scared? I, I don't know, though, because I, like, I'm going to use the Bathsheba example again, only because I'm, that's the one that I'm, I can't remember the last time apart from that, that I had, like, I was really scared by something. But I, so I watched... The Conjuring, and it's the scene where Bathsheba's on top of the wardrobe and she just grins and jumps down. That's a jump scare, and that scared me. But I was scared of that. That scared me then. So I don't... I, I agree that jump scares are what makes horror scary nowadays because I just feel like was I feel like there's so much terror and so much horror in the real world that I think horror films sort of like pale in comparison to what's going on in the real world. Yeah. And it's just so suspended in belief. Yeah, I I think the, the 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 balanced way to put it is you have to, and I think we've mentioned, well, used this phrase before. You have to earn a jump scare from the mm -hmm. audience. Like anyone, I could I could make you a, a YouTube video of I don't know me vlogging around the house, and if I quickly just put and edit into the video uh, a loud noise and a face on the screen, that's made you that's made you scared. It doesn't mean that was a scary video. You yeah. left that thinking, oh my god, that was so scary. You thought. All, all they've done is fucking make me jump here. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I th I you're right, you're so, right. So, James Wan is obviously one of the people who warrants jump scares because he yeah. really does build up suspense. Wes Craven in Screams, I really like, like, once you watch him back a few times, for example, the first uh, ghost face chase with Sydney ever in a home, 
um, when she opens a wardrobe. <laughs> well, yeah, when she opens a wardrobe yeah. and you hear that noise because ghost. But face even is in now, there. like think it like I still, even though I know nobody's there, it still it still unsettles me. Even just with the music, and I, I just know it's coming. And like you know when in Scream when Ghostface is running around Casey Becker's house. Yes. It still scares me. Yeah, that mate, Ghostface running through yeah. the that first time. But that's a jump scare. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because it's like, Doo! and, he's, and yeah, he runs through. So. so it is a jump scare, but it just, it, it's got to be paired with something, I think. It's got to have that sheer terror it, it, alongside it. It's got it. to fit in with the vibe. Yeah. It, it, like, if something's calm and neutral and then all of a sudden something pops out, that's not scary. That's Yeah, it, you, can, you can look in pretty much near enough any horror film and have somebody opening the bathroom mirror and standing and watching it and nothing being behind them. Then opening it and automatically like, right, when you close it, something's going to be behind them. And you close it and even though nothing's there, you're like, oh, because you're waiting for it. So, to argue your point, can you think of a film that doesn't really consist of jump scares but is still scary to you? The Strangers. Yeah, I was thinking The Strangers. I can't, what, that must have some jump scares in it. It's been a while since I watched it. It must have. It doesn't rely on them, but no. there will be something. All there. I remember is like when she's standing in the kitchen and he's watching her, and you can just see the sack over his head. This, the, although I can't, it, it, if this is true, where I can't think of a, a horror film that doesn't. Obviously, I've not had time to think about it, but off the top of my head, I can't think of horror films that don't have jump scares in. So, I, is that what makes them scary? Then, if it's got if to make a lasting impression, yeah. hasn't it? It's that it's memorable. Like when you leave the cinema, you remember the times you shit yourself. Yeah. So maybe that is they are a massive part of it. So maybe they are what makes it. Maybe they are. And I just argued my own point outwards. Yeah. So my 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 argument back would be they're a big part of it, but they're not what makes them yeah. scary. What no, makes I them agree. scary is the build up. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. Go on, then your turn. <sighs> Let's see what. There better not be another Halloween one. Found footage when done right is the scariest subgenre. So there's nothing. I uh, does this apply to everyone or is this a general is this like an opinionated thing the the scariest things you watch and the things that leave you terrified at home are the realistic ones mm-hmm. so and found footage is the most real type of film you can yeah. watch it, it feels when done right is a big part to this I'm not saying it is a scary genre but when it's done right so, for example, you like one we've recently reviewed, the Pooh Keepsy tapes. It's it feels gritty. It feels like someone's actually using a handheld recorder for these tapes, and it it makes it more disturbing because you don't. It doesn't feel a Hollywood. It doesn't feel like yeah. there's, gritty, there's a, yeah. It, it doesn't it feel like there's a crew of people behind them holding boom mics, and it it feels like this is actually something you'd see on the dark web or something, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it terrifying. You've got the Blair Witch Project, which I know it's quite cringed out now because oh, I, how, really, I still really it, like it's the still Blair a great Witch. film but because of how um because of how saturated found footage is now it's maybe not as respected as it should be but again <clears> it's, <throat> it's terrifying because it feels real i think the problem is and it, going back to the first possession one that we talked about and it's still it's the same for found footage it's like when they find that something works they do it and do it and do it until it just doesn't become scary it's anymore. It's a cash cow, so, isn't it? So, like, Paranormal... I know Paranormal Activity wasn't the first found footage film, I'm, I'm well aware. But it's the one that but brought it's the mainstream one media that in there. brought mainstream yeah. media, and then this influx of found footage came in. Some great, some not so the, the great. The problem is with found footage is they're cheap to make. So, and, and uh, like, from what, what we've... Well, especially what I've seen over the past couple of years with a lot of films that I've gone to see and been disappointed is, I think 
I think nowadays marketing is valued above the actual filmmaking itself. For Look at Megan. For it, I was literally just about to say, for example, Megan. It had this massive buzz about it. They had people walking around the streets in New York all dressed as Megan in a Didn't line. Didn't they have people at the Super Bowl and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that was oh, no, that Smile. smile. Yeah. Same principle. Sa- same thing. So the marketing is... A, a film can be profitable just off its box office opening weekend. That's yeah. probably when it can be most profitable. So all you've got to do is get a lot of people to come watch it once, and then you've profited. That's it. And if they're not planning on making sequels, if they're not if they're not passionate about horror franchises, they don't need to worry about whether people really liked it or not. It's just that box office opening weekend. Mm. And with found footage, it's the same thing. You, you can take clips from any found footage film and make it look scary, but when you actually watch a film, it 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 it. it it, like I said, it's like the sacrifice actually making a good film and just think we'll shove marketing in its face. However, when you do make good fan footages, like Paranormal Activity, for example. Host. Host is a good one. Host? The one on the webcam. Oh, yeah. I was, what was I? Th- oh, I was thinking of That's Bush. Long, you know, when the alarm went off. Yeah, we yeah. shut ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Host. You've got Blair Witch Project. I think through Keats Tapes, although it being not as mainstream unfriended it bad it's not the second one was shite but the first one was alright yeah so found, found footage definitely when done right is terrifying and I think it's probably the scariest subgenre again I'm just arguing points I don't necessarily agree with this however that's why it's a scary subgenre because it's the most yeah. realistic and gritty I just think that for me personally home invasions cut horror more than um, found footage because I, just, I don't know, there's just something really, really spooky about somebody coming into the house. Yeah, and right. Like you, uh, yeah, it's it in your, true. it's in your safe space, and somebody's infiltrated that. Yeah. And I just feel like that's where the true terror lies. But a lot of found footage often relies on an invasion of the house, not necessarily a person, yeah, just someone, but a because ghost, that, a that, demon, demonic be, presence. Because that's everyone's comfort zone. And yeah, everyone's and safe so, space is their home. And so, so really. Found footage is like melds with a subgenre of. You've got VHS as home, well. Home Evasion. VHS is fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoy that. There was um, there's another one as well. I can't remember it. Wreck. It's a. I'm not seen it. It's a Spanish one, but it it's just amazing. Like basically, they are, they say that there's a, a virus in the building and that this whole building's quarantined and then they all start getting infected but there's this it, it's fucking I think, amazing I feel like that rings a bell I was going to put down on one of these that, but because I haven't watched enough so I was going to say foreign horror films are far scarier than, than none and, but when I say foreign sure. I mean outside of the US and the UK yeah. which I think are the main films that we, we watch yeah. um, but Japanese I watched, like yeah, yeah, yeah but Japanese do horror they do insane. horror so well um, but yeah because I didn't I haven't seen enough I couldn't really argue the point so yeah. Uh, your turn. Mm. Oh, she's not. She doesn't look happy. Sydney dying at the end of Scream Four would have been better for the franchise. Okay. Right. <laughs> right well, what a piece now. One awful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. No, I can. I can argue this to a certain extent. Right. Sydney's role in Scream Five was fairly pointless. As much as it kills me to say it, and this is actually a genuine. I'm very opinion. proud of you for saying that. She's not. She was not needed. In the film, that film could have been a film without her because, she, like, I can argue Dewey and Gail had a place in it because Dewey was already based in Woodsboro and Gail loved Dewey, so she came back. The Dewey and Gail story was unfinished. Yeah, whereas but Sydney's, Sydney's kind, story she's was met finished. Kincaid, she's with him. She's got kids. It, it was kind of the happy ending that you don't want as a Scream fan because you always want to see a Scream with Sydney Prescott in yeah. it. However, like you said, it wasn't necessary. It it wasn't her. It 
it just wasn't her film and she felt like an odd part in it. I wanted to pick this one, you motherfucker. But, but, I think it would have set... A f- the problem is, I think if Wes Craven knew he was going to die before Scream 5 and like they weren't going to set up this whole new trilogy, I feel like, mate... What on earth is that noise? Tony, probably. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, neighbour Tony. So, um... I feel like if it had set up a new trilogy, it would have been better for Kirby to survive and not Sydney. So at the end of Scream 4, when Sydney's like Sydney and Kirby have both died, the original ending, was, or one of the endings, was supposed to be them saying, we've got a live one here. And it was, it was going to be between Sydney and Kirby who survived. Right. It should have been Kirby, because I feel like Kirby at that stage was a, somebody who was, could have been deemed a final girl. And done very well with it. Yeah. And Sydney was older and the time was... She'd won. She'd, she'd, yeah. she'd beaten Ghostface. Yeah. And to be taken out by Jill is is harsh, but it it may it, it would have put a fanat it would have put an ending on Sydney's story. And I think I think Scream Five would have had a lot less trouble if they hadn't put Sydney in it because the people who were diehard Sydney fans caused quite a bit of trouble in marketing. Yeah. Because they you know, they were like, Well what's the point? And they were getting really angry about how it went, but her story was finished. And if they wanted to do that by killing her, then probably that would have been the best option. See my I'm gonna go bleach my mouth. The way I'd back that up is that the people describe Scream Five as like Sydney passing the torch on someone else. That wasn't what it was. No. Sydney came in right at the end she had a few bits of dialogue with the new characters. It wasn't passing the baton at all. It felt like watching, to, you know, like you know when like young people go out and like the parents go out with them. Yeah. It felt like Sydney and Gail felt like that. It felt like they were just not part of the franchise. It felt like they was chucked in as a last minute thought yeah. to, to keep the to fans keep, in. Yeah, to keep the original. But Scream Six happy. has proven that you don't need to do that. Like no. they can, they can. Well, these I they used Gail but very briefly. I can't remember what the studio is called. Um, Red is it? Some are beginning with R. But anyway, they've proven that they can make a good Scream film and don't have to rely on old traits. But I just think that Scream 4 had such a potential with... We always... From Scream 1 all the way up to 6, we've always seen survivors who go into the next film, blah, 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 then it carries mm-hmm. on. I think it would have been such an interesting concept for Jill to have survived. And then in Scream 5... Life's normal doing Gail that the speak to Jill still, Jill's raining all this uh, she's calm she's calmed down, yeah, yeah, she doesn't eat like but then a ghost face killer pops up. And you do you remember the Scream series, how I can't remember her name, the little dark short, dark haired one. What was her name? Yeah, I know what you mean. But Audrey. She, Audrey, she had something to do with it. She wasn't a killer, but she had something to do with it in the first series. Yeah. And in the second series, this new killer was teasing her, like, I know your secrets. Yeah. That would have been so interesting to see. From because we've still got a ghost face killer we don't know about. We've got a ghost face killer we do know about who's shitting herself because someone knows her secrets. And it could have even been Trevor's sister, Trevor's mm. brother, someone related because she framed Trevor. Mm. Um, it's just a shame that he was such a weak character and forgettable. Um... So yeah, they could they could have gone along with that that line. It could have been Jill panicking so much because Dewey and Gail like that the killers are leaving these notes or these clues and that they really are one and Jill. And imagine if it was Stu. Oh God, Scream Five, Stu was a killer. Mm. Um, but I'm just daydreaming now. But the the argument to the point is, 
it doesn't matter how long Sydney's in a screen for, it doesn't matter how little dialogue she is, every time she's in it, she kills it. Like she she is the final girl. She was so, good at she was good in it, so, what she did. Yeah, but so so it if, was pointless. You, I'd argue that if she's going to do the film and the the, the money's right, why would you not have her in it? It's a screen yeah. film. You can't she never makes it worse. Maybe for the storyline you could argue, but then again in screen five, she was in it and I didn't feel like it was at all about Sydney. It was nice yeah. to have her in there. I mean, it was very. It, she sort of just like turned up at the house. Yeah, she, yeah. The essentially, I, I think it could go either way. I, I do. I think that would have been interesting to see. However, I don't think it necessarily would have been better for the franchise because I think the franchise right now is it's solid. It's the best it's been in a long time. Like people rate. I really enjoyed Scream Six, but people are rating it so highly. Mm. It broke box office records. Um, you know the, what? The, the general consensus is people loved it. Like so. And how many franchises can you say when you get to the sixth instalment that fans are still buzzing about yeah. it? You know N- what would be, n- name be another good. horror that's done that. You know what would be good for six if to please Sydney fans and if the money's right and blah 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 and to please this new franchise going up, just have Sam on like a Zoom call with Sydney or something like that, or Gail on a call with Sydney. Yeah, you could just do, something yeah. That, yeah. that's you know just a little yeah, that, nod that, to that her. That is true, a little cameo, and then just, and then I just go and then yeah. I not be part of little, it. But she's still scream, scream wolf. Um, little Easter eggs, yeah, yeah, like re- referring back to the horrors and being meta. So it would, you're right. It would be nice to have a, a FaceTime yeah. calling with Sydney or something, something like just something. And, and her to have Kincaid and the kids next door, just, yeah, just, just like a little, little a reminder of she's happy now, she's won. So yeah, yeah I don't think it, it would have been necessarily been better for the franchise, no. but it's a good argument. Thanks. Right. Considering I really didn't want to argue yeah. that point either. Oh, you're going to agree with this. Nudity is annoying in horror and not needed. So I well, you've got to agree with that. I've got to disagree. Yeah. With it. So I, I understand. I, I I was thinking about this as I wrote it because I, obviously as I was writing them, I was trying to think of like my for and against arguments. And new, I believe, and this is only speculation, that horror is is one of the most outcast genres you can have because. I'm not a huge fan of comedies, but I still love a good comedy. Yeah. And I'll happily sit there and if someone said, oh, we're going to put... Yeah, if someone sit, I'd happily sit there and if someone says, oh, we're going to put a comedy on, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Same with thriller, action, all of them. Not everyone will sit there and be like, yeah, let's watch a horror. Mm-hmm. Some people will be like, no, There's I don't. strong, like, distaste Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horror, some people will be like, no, I don't like horrors. So I think back... Because it was prominent in, like, well, since horrors really began, like, well, not really began, but when they started hitting mainstream, like like you said, your 80s, 90s, nudity was mm-hmm. prominent in most films. Yeah. And was that to try and pull in a bigger audience? Was that to try and appeal to more people? Oh, I'm not a massive fan of horrors, but there's always a sex scene in it with nudity, so, oh, I'll watch it. I don't know if that's true. I feel like that's, I was trying to make sense of it as to why is it, it mostly in horrors and not in your actions or your comedies or why is it mostly horrors and is it to try and pull in a bigger audience if it was the case it's certainly not anymore I don't think horrors are unpopular there's still that genre where people say no I don't like horrors however it is I think a good horror stands out much more if there's a good horror in cinema it really pulls in a bigger audience and it doesn't need to have nudity in it anymore when's the last time you watched a horror that had nudity in it uh, like in terms, of, I cannot remember the last um, time I saw a horror with nudity. What, like newish horror? Yeah, I, I can't off, remember. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but there will there'll be plenty. There will be. Do you think so? Yeah, there will be. You think like I just think like your conjurings, your insidiouses, your screams. Yeah, the, like there's just no your conjuring and insidiouses, but scream have never included nudity. No, that they that they reason. went out of the way to not include nudity. Um. The Conjurings and Insidious is all demonic possession films are all based around. They're actually quite 
um, Christianic propaganda in a way yeah. because it's all about good versus yeah, you evil, don't God wanna, versus you the don't devil. Piss off the yeah, yeah. So how are you going to include well, not nudity? The, the dead. So, yeah. How know. how are you going to include nudity in a film that's about Christ and repelling just evil? Lorraine and Ed going at it. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's never, it's never going to be in them types of films. But like any, any slasher like remakes, most like the Friday the Thirteenth remake that had nudity in it. Um, Halloween's have had nudity in them, not the newer ones. So you are right; it is definitely it's, drifting away. Do you think that's maybe though? Terrifier, Terrifier's a new yeah. horror that's got nudity in it. Do you think maybe though that that's because horror has become more mainstream that Potent- they felt we don't need to rely on yeah, that anymore? But, and, and I think the general consensus of people's minds have changed a lot since back then. Yeah. It's not um, f- like, for example, you could argue, well, all right, there's nudity in horrors, but why is it only ever women? Why is it ever like men nudity in it? Like it's all, it's majority of the time only ever women. So I, yeah. I think nowadays it's not as a um, it's not as appropriate now, and it, it could it, piranha. Yeah, yeah, piranha. Another one, loads of nudity in that. So it, it's people people could argue it's a staple of horror, but I just don't think it's needed anymore. I think it's a cheap tactic. It is, yeah. It's, it's no different from a really cheap jump scare. It's, it's just a yeah. It's just a way it's to a device to pull in an audience. audience. But you're going to be arguing against it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just uh, as, if it's well placed. And it's it's necessary. Like I, I like you. You've said you've not said sex. You've said nudity. So you know if somebody's in the shower, then then fares. Like if they're in the shower, because you know I don't wrap a towel around myself and get out the shower. Like yeah. I just I get out the shower first, then wrap a towel around myself. Yeah, it's realistic. And if it's placed, then that's fine. It doesn't. But nudity never really has bothered me. The o- the only argument I think against that point is that. It's not hurting anyone, and it's it's always been a staple in horror. It's always been prominent. Yeah. Like it's it, it it's just one of them things. But my my argument would be: Does it have to be one of them things? I'm yeah. not like my my honest opinion is that the same as yours. Like, if it is fine, if it isn't fine, I don't think that's a better horror because there was nudity in it. I don't think that's a worse horror because there was no nudity mm-hmm. in it. It's one of them things that you could take it or leave it. It doesn't have to be in there. But maybe some diehard horror fans who have like religiously watched 80s, 90s, early 2000s horror, they all think, no, it's, it's part of it. It's, yeah. That is just a part of horror films. Part the same as is. jump scares is. The same as a man with a knife is. Yeah, that's fair. Right, one more and then... Yeah, we'll do one more each. And then we can do like a part two yeah. sort of thing as well. Oh shit, I've just seen an S and it panics me when I say S because it reminds me of Sydney or Scream. Ah, oh, slashes have been overdone resulting in them no longer being scary. <sighs> I mean, slashes aren't scary. But I think... Do you not think? No, I mean... Try, try, and, de- try, try and like resensitize to, yourself to as, the, as, a, as someone who doesn't watch horrors every week. Yeah, to the average horror person who might watch them every so often but not really be bothered. I suppose, yeah, they could be scary. But I just... I, I stick with what I said before. I stick with what I said before. The world's so fucking scary that actually a man walking around with a knife and stabbing a load of people is something you see on the news every day so actually why would it be scary in in film form yeah m- maybe that's the reason why like uh, i would add, only uh, the screams are so popular because the who done it yeah it's, it's who is it like trying to work it's out. more of a thriller in a way yeah, now yeah, than but, it is horror but like uh, this this is the thing if, you, if you're gonna resensitize yourself if i if i go back to before i used to watch horrors and i watched halloween uh 2018 and halloween kills would I be scared? Like, if Halloween 2018 was the first Halloween you'd ever watched, would, would it scare you? No. It was I, gory. 
it, but it wasn't. I don't think. Yeah, it was I, I, particularly... I don't. I don't know. And what, so we've got Friday the Thirteenth. Were they? I think that when I watched them as a youngster, the they were scary. Right, yeah. yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, not, but not for me. We've also got a, we've grown up with a very jaded view of horror because you were watching horrors. We were well, we were both watching horrors since we were six years we, old. I used to sit with an Argos catalog. I remember on my lap watching horrors, and if it got too scary, I'd you'd just put, start browsing start the Argos catalog. You'd start looking at the catalog. I remember, but we we've grown up on horrors, so it it's really it's really complicated for us in terms of what we find scary, and what we don't find scary. I think if you talk. So Scream is a slasher, like the original Scream. It's a whodunit, but it's also a slasher yeah. as well. We took Shah, who's not the biggest horror fan, to go watch Scream in the cinema. She wasn't scared. Yeah, but I think I think I think horror. I, 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 it's, so, it's so annoying not being able to put yourself back in that mindset of when those films were popular and first yeah. out. Because the reason why Halloween was so popular and Scream was so popular. Friday the 13th was so popular in that It was such a rare Yeah, it must have been scary at the time. So it's so hard to comment because you can't put yourself in that mindset of, I, I, don't, want, I, I don't watch horrors every week anymore. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to, it'd be interesting. That's I, I'm sure you do as well, but I watch quite a few YouTube channels of people who are watching these horror films for the, for first, the first time. time. Yeah, yeah, they've never watched them. And it'd be interesting to get someone who doesn't like horrors to watch these films and say, "Did you find that scary or not?" Like yeah. because because we could we like I can't like you said I can't think of the last film I, I remember watching that got me terrified was Insidious. But again, that was so long ago. I wasn't really big into horrors at the time. Fucking hell, that scared the shit out of me. Wayne's just walked through the house. I, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> my heart is going out of fucking clappers. <laughs> Um, I wasn't really into horrors at the time and is that why I was so scared because I'm not used to watching these films that have jump scares and demons and killers in it so I'd argue that it's, we, I'd argue that we can't comment on them because we can't truly yeah. speak from a point of like we don't watch horrors so no, no film tools is scary anymore really yeah. when we say a film's scary we're kind of saying we get why it would be scary but yeah, was we necessarily but were, were we scared, scared at that probably point probably not the last, tell you what the last film I was scared of I can I can call it now um Grave Encounters. Yeah, Grave Encounters was Grave Encounters scary. shat the, the, the sec- life out of me. It was the second one we watched with Dad, wasn't it? Yeah. When that thing climbed through the window. I watched the first one with Dad as well. and the f- like, Because at the beginning, obviously, it looks like a really fake shit show. Yeah. And me and Dad were like, well, what the fuck's going on here? And we didn't really think about it. And then by the end of it, I was like clutching my cushion yeah. to me like, oh my God. Grave Encounters is a hidden gem, I think. Yeah, it, it is, is a really definitely. Good and a good pr- use of fan footage as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, one more from you and the then we're one. done. Make it a good one. Freddy vs. Jason is the best film from either franchise. So... Dream Warriors! That's why it's not. Don't get me wrong. Friday, <laughs> it's false. Fre- Freddy vs. Jason isn't the best film ever. However, from someone who doesn't particularly... in Well, I don't mind the Friday the 13th, but they're so repetitive. Like, I, I find Camp them boring. Crystal Lake. And Freddy, Freddy Krueger, I just... I don't find him funny and I don't find him scary, which are his two biggest selling points. And that, I'm not saying they're bad films, but that's just my opinion. I just don't like Nightmare on Elm Street. That's fair. However, for the, the... The reason the film is let down is because I think of the acting and I think... Well, I, th- I think that's it. I think it's. I think the storyline. You've got to give it credit to the writers. So they had to intertwine a, a serial killer with all this backstory and Freddy Krueger with all this backstory. And Paul they've got all there. these films with all this backstory that they've got. To, they've got to respect and, and 
honour. An honour. Really. And then they've got to merge these two killers together and, and try and make a situation where they'd both be at each other. Like, that must have been hard. And I do actually think the storyline to it of... Uh, people have forgot Freddy, and he he, he wants he to be remembered again. But obviously, he can't do that himself, so he needs to he needs someone else to do he it. Jason. And he uses Jason, and I, and that to me, I think, is such a clever way to intertwine the two yeah. killers. I think the fight scenes between Freddy and Jason are actually really, really good. Like, bit, barring the scenes where like Jason will backhand him and he goes flying, yeah. or vice versa, I think that's a bit corny. But the actual fight scenes, like, and and. And the, the fact that a lot of them take place in, like, Freddy's dream world yeah, and then back the, in reality. Uh, and... the, like, it's let down by Freddy Krueger only actually getting one kill in the film. He only gets the one, yeah. which is a bit of a letdown. But, like, the scene with Jason in the cornfield, I think, is in sit Like, he's yeah. on fire walking through it. The, the scene at the... I think it's a power plant where the, the fighting and the... Is, Freddy's letting off them gas bottles yeah, to yeah, Jason. Yeah. No, the, that's not a power plant. That's Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, and then, oxygen tank. Then the... The scene in the cabin when it's on fire, uh, the hospital scene with Jason, I really like. Yeah. Well, is it a hospital? <laughs> Freddie being the center? fucking caterpillar. Yeah, like, and then the um, then the final fight on the pier. Like, yeah. I, I think it was. It had the potential to be the best film out of either franchise, but it did. Like, like I said, the acting just let it down a little bit. But yeah, I think I think the the writing side of it and the storyline. It's a, such a shame because it had such a good potential. To, it held up. Yeah. yeah. No, I. You know what? You've you've put forward a good argument, but my counter argument is Dream Warriors, which is one uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that you have not seen. But Dream Warriors is hands down the is that, best. Is, is that the one where it's like proper? Welcome meta. to prime time, bitch. Is it, is it the one where it's proper meta, where like it's about the no that uh, which is also very good. I like. I think you'd like New Nightmare. New Nightmare that, is it, New Wes Nightmare. Craven's last one with Nightmare on Elm Street before they got, then got rebooted, but. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors, it's the third one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, there's Freddy's Revenge and then Dream Warriors is third. And it's a fantastic film. Really? It's, it really is good. And it's just so creative in what it does. And I think that one sort of beats out Freddy vs. Jason. And New Nightmare beats out Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I can't... I can't but really I really like Freddy vs. Jason, you know, when she's in, like, the office and he's like, God, you know, yeah. and, like, pulls her nose yeah. off. Like, stuff like that is sick. It's It, it was brave because it's the first time where we've seen, like, their own universes cross in horror, like... And the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, I don't... It's a shame I don't like that. I, I wish they did it more often. But again... Maybe Freddy vs. Jason put them off because it, it was it it's tanked, regard, it's regarded it as a bad a bit, film. Yeah, yeah but I, I like it. I, I like it. I do, but that's because I don't think that the Friday themes or Nightmare on Elm Street or anything that special anyway. And it's not to be taken if, seriously. If it was like a Ghostface versus Michael Myers, to me, like that that's you're crossing over two of my big timers, so you yeah, better get it right. It so, make, so maybe if I felt that strongly about um, Crystal Lake and Nightmare on Elm Street, I'd I would maybe think feel that. a bit more different about it. Yeah. So we'll leave it. How many have we got left now? We've got one, one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen left. So right. definitely do a part two. Yeah, I might do that for my mini episode. <laughs> keep, them at, keep them at my house. Nope, they're off back in my we'll book. Do, don't be mean. You, spent, took, you yeah, stole okay, mine. Okay, well, yeah, did I? Yeah, you used mine. We got them back out for yours. Oh, well, well oh, wait, if I just picked... No, I haven't We did agree to disagree part two and that was your mini episode. Right, I'll... Um, 
I'll keep these on me then, and that can be our uh, okay. your spin-off next week. So next week is American Psycho, which I have still yet to watch, but I am on Easter holidays now, so I'll yeah, have plenty, plenty of time. time to watch it. I'll have to find some to time it. in my work schedule to watch it. Although you literally watch like all the other work. working people in the world. <laughs> you are um, the worst. So yeah, Monday, American Psycho. I'm looking forward to you watching that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's like... Diff- it's different. I, it's a bit of a bittersweet thing for me. I love watching new horror films because American Psycho has been on the list for a little while but I don't like it as well because I'd like to focus on the film and I really don't want to watch it twice but then I'll have to watch it and make notes on it yeah. so I never really catch it as as much it's prob- is, is it Christian Bale the actor? Is yeah Christian Bale yeah, is... it's probably one of his most daring roles he's ever done he admits that as well he admits that it was a, a risk taking that role yeah no so, I am I'm looking forward to it I will give it a watch and we'll, uh, we'll see how I'm fair with it on Monday to it then. Thanks for listening. Thanks, bye.